What's up, everyone? This is the 4501 Podcast, Episode 1. Hey, Tony, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? How's your drive down? Not too bad, just a little bit of traffic. Do you miss Baltimore? I do. Yeah, right. Get out of here. I don't miss the traffic. You don't miss the traffic. Well, you get traffic court tomorrow, so that should be interesting. <laughs> that will be fun. If I'll you like... haven't, if you if you don't know, check out Tony's vlog because that vlog post will probably be up by the time this podcast is up. Yeah, for sure. We'll uh, put that in the show notes. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to be talking about our backgrounds a little bit. I guess Tony, you can start leading off. Where are you from? So I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania, and I went to high Amish school land. there. It is not Amish. Are land. we sure? Have you ever been there? No. So there is... Wait, yes, I have. I've been to Reading. Yes, I have been to Reading. Oh, you have? I have seen Amish in Reading. In the city of Reading. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, pulling a cart. So there is a city in Reading, which is not anywhere near Amish land, but on the outskirts of Reading, there is some Amish farmlands. So that is what Mark's talking about. I'm not from either one of those places. I am in the suburbs of Reading, and that's where I went to high school. And I uh, swam at high school all the way up until college and studied computer science in college. And that is where I met Mark, as we talked about in the intro episode, at Loyola University. So, Mark, it's your turn. Where <laughs> are you out, from? Time out, time out. Before we get to me, now this is like a legitimate question. Put your mic back up. This is a legitimate question. Is Taylor Swift really from Reading? She is. She was born there. So have you stocked her house? I have uh, all I know at this point is she grew up on a Christmas tree farm in Y Missing, but I've never found out what that address is. So you've never stalked her Instagram or anything like that? No, but I think actually I think there was a post of her coming back in the past few years to Y Missing to yeah. her old house. I don't think she has any ties there anymore. That's so sad. That's sad for you. But a fun fact is she was born in the same hospital as me. 13 days before me i think it's 13 days before me so you're the same age pretty much you're the same age she's a little bit older she's older yes gotcha all right well i am from connecticut the woods of connecticut very descriptive because pretty much connecticut is all woods um i grew up about an hour and a half northeast of new york city and um i don't know kind of a fun fact i've gone to catholic school my whole life and I'm still in Catholic school, which is kind of amazing. Like Tony said, I swam throughout my whole lifetime. Well, not throughout my whole time. Uh, since I was 10 years old, at least. And uh, I swam through high school. And I actually went to Loyola because of swimming, which was pretty fun. Uh, and that's kind of how I met Tony. That's here down in Baltimore. Yep. So that takes us to our time at Loyola. We both attended Go Loyola. Go Greyhounds. <laughs> Go Greyhounds. We both attended Loyola from 2008 to 2012, and I studied computer engineering like I had just mentioned. And Mark, what did you study? Yeah, so I'm Asian, so I was pre-med at first, but uh, I'm not pre-med anymore. Uh, Basically, it's biology, and then I realized I don't like dealing with people. I'm into research, like bio-research. So you graduated the biology degree? (laughs) Yes, I did graduate the biology degree, Tony. (laughs) Thank you. 
Very good. Um, so yeah, the Bachelor of Science. What did you get a Bachelor of Science? I did. I did. We both got a Bachelor of Science, and that is actually the common theme there. The we both studied sciences at Loyola. So in addition to swimming, we were both studying a similar type of degree. Yeah, remember that project we did? That like I don't want to say it's a stupid project, but it was kind of stupid. That like coding slash biology project that you suckered me into. I do remember that. It was called UV for You. <laughs> and I still have that website hosted. Do you really? Yeah. Oh my god. I think we'll it's... link it down in the description. We need to hit, so please go look at that. It's uh uv4u.florida.com if you care. And uh it still should be functional. What did we do for that? I forget. It was like something about SPF or something. So what we did was we made a quiz on this this website that we created from scratch. And it was like um a susceptibility quiz to it's probably UV rays. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of the right word. Yeah. It was a susceptibility quiz for UV radiation to see how likely you were to be susceptible to something like that. So there's like five questions we asked. It was not like scientifically backed at all. Was... Yeah, well, this is not FDA approved, so don't sue <laughs> us, please. But uh, we do encourage you to check it out. Yeah, we'll drop in a link below, I promise. Yep. Um, but anyway, outside of that, uh, off campus, we had a house together senior year. So that really, uh, I think that was like the start of our like bonding or, or, or relationship together. Like I said, we both graduated in 2012 and we moved down into the city after that. You know, it's kind of weird. What's that? Think about this. Like, so I love playing video games and you don't like playing video games. Because you are a proper geek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. But, like, why do you think, like, why don't you like playing video games? I think I have too much screen time to begin with because yeah. of my profession, computer science. Like, I'm at the, although that's not a good argument because I know plenty of my coworkers who. They just, like, smash buttons all day. Yeah. yeah they go home. They're, they're in front of the screen, like, 18 hours a day, pretty much every waking hour yeah. between their phone, their computer, and their TV screen when they're gaming just weird i don't know because like everyone else on friends i'm friends well i guess we all have common friends but like all of my friends play video games you're the only one who's different i'm the outcast. what why <laughs> why are you so different tony i don't know I, I tried it in college but i just never got into it now you play halo with smells that's not really <laughs> i don't know if that's trying yeah i don't have an answer for you i'll, I'll think about that yeah we'll come back to you in episode eight why tony doesn't play video games <laughs> So the first house we live in, Big Red Doors. Of course. Right? Yes. I played video games with Ian. He was on the fourth floor. I was on the first floor. We played video games. You were on the second floor. No video games. That's true. Right? Yes. Okay. Did you miss that house? I liked how large it was, but it was more hassle than it was worth. Dude, I've never lived in a house with so much more mice than that house. <laughs> and you being right next to the kitchen was... It was not helpful. Yeah. I just remember the, the pest, was the exterminator... I just remember the exterminator coming in, just laying in the traps and spraying down the roaches and stuff like that. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, but the good times, though. I mean, like, those were our, I don't know, bachelor? They weren't really bachelor years, but, like, those were... Essentially, we were single. And, but, like, yeah. well, I wasn't single. I don't know. Oh, right, right. <laughs> um, but, like, those were good times, right? I mean, just living, doing whatever we want, staying up as late as we want. Yeah, fresh out of eating college. Whatever, <laughs> eating whatever, gaining 20 pounds after college, yeah. That's that's what happens. Well, I don't know. And then you moved, you moved out because you hated us. I moved out because I had a good opportunity at a different apartment, not too far from where we started out, 
uh, cheaper. That was one of the reasons that I moved out because we, we we got ripped off at that Red Door house. Yeah, it was pretty old. Granted, it was like super old. It was like built in the, I don't know, 1850s. Probably. No, I think the, no, that's 1880s, I think most of them are. Was it really? Early, late 1800s, early 1900s, okay, for sure. That's fair enough. Yeah. All right. So then, so you moved out and then since then what have you been out to oh boy so since then uh, i worked at a defense contractor for three years do not name it you'll break your security clip I, I will not <laughs> but i will say that they're located right next to bwi okay harry <laughs> <laughs> and then i quit that job had a quick stint with a food service company none other trying to make some mobile applications for them I uh, ended up getting fired. We could talk about that later. Yeah, that's a good episode. That's a great episode. <laughs> we will talk about that. Episode 9 coming up. There we go. We're, we're, we're getting out there. Yeah, we will. And then I worked at a hedge fund most recently for another three years, um, but recently quit my job to travel, as you all may or may not know. But we will talk about that in a more recent episode, probably in episode 2. Or 3. Or 3. Well, we'll figure it out. That's such a contrast to me. Uh, like you've been at three different jobs, three or four different jobs, and and it's weird because for me, I've I'm I'm in grad school right now. Okay, so I after college, when we lived in that big red door house, what we just talked about, I was in grad school getting my master's degree in science, and now I'm at Georgetown getting a PhD in science also in biology, and so it's weird because for me personally, it's one of those things where all my friends aren't in grad school all my friends are at jobs they've been there now for probably i don't know eight years six to eight years and i've been in school at so time so it's one of those things where it's it's kind of have to you have to adjust because you're i've still been a student for the last six years it's kind of weird yeah that's a good point and um it is it is a good contrast for sure and i think i'm trying to think of what's that song by uh asher roth i love college yeah but i don't want <laughs> Okay, I, I, I get paid, okay, I have health insurance, so I te- it is technically a job, right? It's, it's a job, but it's a weird, like, yeah, it's, it's not a title, though, like, it's a title. Like, everyone's title now is, like, freaking VP of development or assistant portfolio manager or something like that, and mine's what? PhD candidate. I mean, that sounds cool, but is it that cool? I don't know. I think it is. It's, like, more of the long game that you're playing because most of us who go through the traditional career path, like, get a job right out of the college, they are, like you just said, they are having these titles, but you are playing the long game, and you will ultimately, I feel like, at some point, like, surpass us with your your doctorate degree, which is amazing, and it, it takes discipline in order to be able to put that so far out ahead of you, but someone like you is perfect for doing something like that yeah i don't know bottom line is whoever's listening to this do not go to grad school do not get a phd it's too much effort and work <laughs> i think it'll be worth it yeah, probably at the end <laughs> all right so i got a question for you shoot what it, okay so my lab focuses on uh broadly called immunoparasitology basically how the human body interacts with the immune system right so my boss is a parasitologist meaning he works with parasites so like i've always wanted to start a podcast with him and we would have zero time for this so it's it's more of a fantasy than actual product yet mm-hmm. what if we did a podcast called microbe monday i like the ring into that and so like every monday we talk about a specific parasite or microbe 
are you talking about with your with my boss not you you don't know anything about parasites i was gonna say um i i fully support that i think that would be awesome okay all right comment below i don't know if you can comment on a podcast but hit tony up on twitter if you think that's a good idea or instagram we should make a twitter for this podcast yeah well coming up with ideas on the fly all right so so you are what i'm calling right now a very social media focused person right in a sense, let's see. Okay, so goal. like, so tell me, tell me more about that, Tony. Tell me why social media, because it's killing our society. So social media. So there's a couple different social media platforms, right? And I would say that I'm not focused on the mainstream ones, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Those are more of like the uh, primary social networks. There is a fourth one, I guess, YouTube, and that is my primary focus right now. And that is a lot harder to um, stand out on than your friend circle type of social media networks. And I, I kind of see that as a challenge for myself to, you know, build some influence on that platform. And the thing is, like, on Facebook and Instagram, you kind of, like, make these posts and they only live for, like, a certain amount of time. And then they're irrelevant at that point, at some point. But I'm looking for more like evergreen content, which if you don't know what that means, that's like making content that will last at least a couple of years and beyond. Yeah. So if you don't know, like that's a good definition. Good example of evergreen content, Discovery Channel and HGTV, because those episodes live on forever. I've seen the same um, Chip and Joanna show, what do they call it? Fixer Upper. I've seen the same Fixer Upper episode for the like... 20 times in the last year and people still watch it so that's what evergreen content is right absolutely yeah, yeah. Okay. good definition yeah but yeah that is my focus right now is youtube and i have a blog on the side which i'm just maintaining for um, personal reasons and just to develop my blogging skills and writing skills in addition to all of that i am trying to travel whenever i can and when my budget allows so that is really what i've got going on at the current moment yeah so okay so you got the youtube stuff going now you just posted a cool series right yeah yeah i was just uh, in central europe for four weeks so i got a whole like travel vlog section on my youtube channel all about that and actually travel like we mentioned in the intro episode is a common interest between mark and i yeah so together we have done a bit of travel together together we have done a bit of travel together that sounds redundant it does but we should still keep this in the podcast. It makes sense, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've been to some cool places. So first off, swimming has taken us to a lot of different uh, places. So we went to Boston together. We went to Pittsburgh. We also went to Pittsburgh for one of your conferences. We did, yeah. So one of the, I guess that's a perk of being... So if you want to go to grad school, like, go for it. But traveling is, like, one of those things where it's, like, a nice perk, but it's not the main thing you're going for. It's still really hard. Uh, so I went to Pittsburgh for a conference, Austin for a conference, um, where else was it going? Washington DC, but that's not that far away. Austin looked awesome. Austin was pretty cool. Um, super small city, but there's so much stuff to do there and the vibe of the city is pretty awesome. Is Austin smaller than Baltimore? Yes. Yes, I think so. Um... I think, like, the downtown Austin area is probably a little bit smaller than the downtown area of Baltimore. Okay. But I think Baltimore has 
more outlying cities right i think yeah that's where it gets most of its population from yeah yeah what's cool about i mean right it's a major city the the river that it's on is pretty cool it's cleaner than baltimore so that was nice you can actually like kayak on that river you can't do that in baltimore yeah no way yeah without getting like pink eye or something (laughs) so in addition to pittsburgh and all the places we did for swimming we also had a bachelor party in vegas oh my god you're really gonna bring that up i have to well yeah vegas was fun it was it wasn't my bachelor party it was our friend harry's in a sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) of course we visited uh, our friend up in new york well he lives in new jersey hoboken but we can explore new york yeah via him i mean that's one of the perks about having friends i guess all over the place you can go crash on their couch Yes, and, and you don't pay, have to pay for hostels or hotels or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that being said, we have plans to travel outside of the U.S. together. Tentative. 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 But really hopeful that it's going to happen. I, I want to do it. I mean, it's it's a cool trip. So I think I have one more year of grad school left. Like, I'll be done with my Ph.D. a year from now, or at least wrapping up the majority of it. So hopefully I'm like 90 to 100 percent of the way done and just for the record it is november 1st 2018 yeah okay whatever yeah november 1st 2018 so november 2019 i'm hoping to be almost done let's put that way and so back when tony went on his first trip to india um coming in a different podcast episode um we talked about going to uh the what is it uae united arab emirates that's right so uae Qatar, uh, Abu Dhabi, and just like going to check out those places because honestly, they're not like any cities in Europe or or in the United States or even actually I've been to Australia and China and the pictures I've seen of those three cities aren't anything like those places either. So yeah, and I think that's what the draw is for me, and I'm sure you're the same way. Is just how different it is from everyday life here in the u.s so it's something that is definitely worthwhile to go out of your way to see and experience and just see how like the other side of the world is living and that's just a small portion of it but i think at the end of the day it's it's eye-opening and it makes you a more cultured person another reason why i want to go there so i can fly emirates business class oh you're doing business yeah dude i told you i've been to Australia, I've been to China, I've crossed the Pacific Ocean twice, okay? Mm-hmm. I did those both in economy. I can't do that again. So if I ever fly across the Pacific, it needs to be in business class. What if we like go up over Antarctica? Will you go economy? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. What's, what's... I guess it's a time I guess it's a time thing, right? Oh, for sure. So, what, like, what's your cutoff for economy? right hours. now yeah well i don't fly business because i can't afford it but if i could fly a business the cutoff would probably be 10 hours okay 10 to 12 hours about there like if you spend half a day on the plane like could you really sit well, i guess people do it all the day like every day they sit in a chair for eight hours mm-hmm. i could not sit in a chair for eight hours i mean yeah you have to get up every at least a couple hours. Every hour would be more ideal. You don't want to get that deep vein thrombosis. No, that's no good. Nope. 
I'm uh, I'm more of a budget backpacker. I'll take the cheapest ticket to get me there. Yeah. So we'll see when the time comes. Yeah. Well, dude, we need to start saving points. Yeah. I am a points guy. Well, I'm not the points guy, but I am a points guy. How I'm many all about traveling. How many points do I have? Yeah. I think I'm out. So between my wife and I, we have about 40,000 Chase Ultimate rewards and 80,000 Starwood points or Marriott rewards or whatever they're called now. And you cashed in a lot of those on your trip to Europe, Europe, Europe and Hawaii. Nice. So, so you... Hawaii, Hawaii was, we went for our anniversary. Europe was, no, no, sorry. Hawaii was our honeymoon. Europe was our anniversary. And we used points for much of all of that stuff. That's so cool. Yeah. So in total out of pocket, I think for Hawaii, we spent about like a, like, a grand or two it wasn't like super expensive and then for europe we probably spent about like a grand no way yeah everything and, and, that, and that's for two weeks in hawaii and two weeks in europe that's pretty legit yeah that just goes to show the power of csr chase sapphire reserve <laughs> tony will drop his referral code in the link below as will mark yeah i will okay sure <laughs> all right so i think we're gonna wrap up there um next episode what are we going to be talking about tony backpacking basics so yeah. tony's a pro backpacker now a pro hippie i'd say i mean somewhere between amateur and pro prosumer that's, that's not the that's actually a thing prosumer um, I am learning to be a backpacker and I'm going to give you as much information as I've learned to date about backpacking. We'll talk about everything from supplies and equipment to healthcare insurance when you're not having a job and whether you should go like really deep into planning or not planning. Um, so we got a variety of topics that we'll talk about next week on the episode. So guys, definitely stick around for that. It's going to be a good one. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. See you guys later. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode. Please follow us on Twitter at the 4501 Podcast to keep up with the latest news and events. If you have any suggestions for episodes or would like to contact us, shoot us an email at the4501podcast at gmail.com. Just an email at the four five one podcast at gmail.com.